0: Hello and welcome to Pull to Open, a Doctor Who podcast off the Grand Geek Gathering. Today we're going to be taking a look back at all of Series 11 slash Season 11, depending on which side of the pond you're on. And joining me for this grand look back is uh, frequent contributors and panelists such as Amanda Blackburn, the founder of the Real Time Lords of Orange County. Hello. Etsy goddess Renee Thielman.
1: Hi.
0: And the Mr. Mixleplick of the Pull to Open podcast, Tyler Mumford.
2: Hi, everyone. I regret nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. Wonderful attitude. Wonderful attitude. So, yeah, today we're, we're taking a look back at the whole season, which was a crazy ride and, and should be an interesting podcast. So we were talking before the recording started this more than any other season because it was so new. There seems to be a lack of consensus, a lack of conventional wisdom. You ask 10 different people what the highs and lows were, and you will get 10 completely different, often contradictory answers. But, anyways, general impressions. What did you think of Series Eleven?
3: Which one? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Mumford.
0: We haven't heard from Tyler Mumford okay. in a while. Yeah, going right, to put fine. him on the spot.
3: Um,
2: I, I think there was like a, a lot of um, like innovation and a lot of callback to like classic Who. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at the same time, you have all of this, you know, new and fresh ideas. I mean, with the obvious. But at the same time, there was a lot of subtle callbacks to, like, the way Who used to be. I mean, I couldn't stop but think about, like, you know, Peter Davidson's Doctor Who seasons. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop but think about how there was no, like, overarching story. I I mean, you know, I started thinking about how, like, Russell T. kept coming up with the, like, you know, season story arc. Mm -hmm. And the absence of it, I think, made it that much more, like, interesting. I wanted to keep watching just to see what's where what the crew is going to um get into this week so and that's the way i remember like enjoying doctor who so to me that part of the callback was just a a, a breath of fresh air
0: yeah good thought i Thanks. It's true. Even though I had some criticisms of the season, which we'll probably get to, uh, Doctor Who. What I yeah. always love about it is it always wants it to, to take it. chances, you know. And and mm-hmm. even though some I liked, some I didn't. It was definitely Doctor Who in that it was it was trying stuff new. It, it never tried to play it safe, which was great. Uh, Amanda, yeah. what would you think?
3: What yeah, you think? I mean, I I have to kind of echo a lot of what Tyler just said. Um, you know in it, part of me as a fan of of the new series as well as the classic but especially you know after watching 10 uh seasons of the new series a part of me was just like fighting it every week going where's our story arc where's our story <laughs> arc you know needing needing yeah. that that common thread and the more i just let go of that and set back i was like man i feel kind of feel like what a new companion would feel like. Like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen from week to week. You know, I think at a certain point before this season, um, it became, I don't want to say stale, but it came became a little bit predictable. You've got this doctor and companion uh, relationship that really, didn't change that much over the last 10 years and now everything feels like it was turned on its head so while there were things that i wasn't a huge fan of this season there were a, there was a lot that i did love and and one of the things that i learned how to love was to let go of that and just embrace the unknown and and yeah there were the familiar touches that tyler talked about that reminded me of the fifth doctor you know or or uh, there was some mccoy in there definitely that i mm-hmm. felt but, um, but, yeah, but more than anything, I just enjoyed like experiencing it all for the first time, I felt like
0: Renee, how about you?
1: um y- you had mentioned like a word for um the the, the series, and for me, it was hopeful mm-hmm. in that every single episode, I was hopeful that it was going to be like the next best one. And, you know, sometimes I was let down, but some, some of these episodes were really great. And I, I know I'm different in that. I, um, I don't compare, um, doctors very much. I, I keep things very separate, so I didn't worry about what was happening in like, I didn't expect a story arc, or I didn't expect, um, you know, anything to be dropped, you know, big hints or anything like that. But honestly, all that mattered to me this, uh, this season was Jodi. Yeah. She was so amazing. And so, so good that I will forgive just about everything else. The shitty writing, the whatever problems I had, Jody makes it all. Okay.
0: Yeah, good thought. It, it was weird. This seemed a lot more like classic Doctor Who than, than the last 10 years of New Who we had. I think part of the other problem, I wish, as much as I love The Ghost Mindman, I think I liked it a lot more than most. It was weird how it created this expectation that we were going to have a whole season of Stensa stuff. Oh, and, and The Timeless Child. That that was a weird thing to like bring up and then just completely forget about until maybe a little bit the last episode. But yeah, once, once you sort of settled in and sort of accepted this was a new Doctor Who, you know, the, 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 the change in tone and rhythm wasn't quite as jarring. And yeah, well, Jody raises a good point, because one thing I have been debating in my head and my heart for this past week, if I had to choose a MVP for the season, uh, to my mind, it's either got to be Jody or maybe Bradley Walsh. And I can't decide, like, who, who do you think, who was your favorite standout performer of the season? and hey if you want to if you want to give a, a shout out for tosin Cole or mandeep gill i 'm totally down for it
1: i I mean I think that they 're all so different, but mm-hmm. part of it is the dynamic their dynamic together is so awesome. Yeah. I was not of a huge Clara fan um, so I feel like the last couple seasons I was missing that dynamic with the doctor that I love. And I have found that with this crew and with this crew, each person brings something a little bit different and that's what's, it's just so beautiful. I love it. I can't imagine. I know at some point we'll probably lose one or some, or, you know, something will change that's doctor who, but I can't even imagine Jody's doctor without them right now. They're, they're a team. They're a fam. Yeah. yeah. I love it.
0: I know. That's probably the <laughs> I was biggest
3: change. Just, I was gonna, I, I'm sorry. I was just going to say to add to that, I felt the same way about Clara. That's when Doctor Who started to feel a little bit stale to me because we'd had this rinse and repeat of Doctor and young female companion. And that really started to change for me when we had Bill and Nardal oh, and yeah. I loved that group component, and that is one of the things I loved about the season. Even though the TARDIS started to feel a little cramped at times, I did love <laughs> having multiple companions for the Doctor to play off of, and I agree. I loved Graham. I think Bradley Walsh was amazing. I think <laughs> I really hope that they keep him on, um, and I, I think that having... I mean, it was cool to have younger companions as well, but to have an older companion for the first time and seeing the travels through his eyes, I think that was really neat.
0: Yeah. Bradley Wash, yeah. I guess he was the most unexpected treat of the season. Like I remember thinking, what's he going to be in it? You know, he was great, you know, of course the first companion or part of the fam to bring up, bring up sandwiches, you know, like huh. so sensible. So he was I so totally... down to earth, which was so perfect for <laughs> Jody, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: like does the TARDIS not have a kitchen for him to make sandwiches I don't understand like well, I don't know it, maybe it does it must that's yeah he that's he where he gets the sandwiches yeah. you're right you're right well the
0: TARDIS must have a kitchen he's getting those sandwiches from somewhere unless it's got like remember the cookie dispenser in the pilot maybe maybe they yeah. all sorts of dispensers biscuit. Yeah. yeah they oh biscuit oh I'm bad <laughs> bad Creed. anglophile bad anglophile yeah they never put sure. the lunch feed in there somewhere yeah
1: yeah Maybe there's a
3: lunch meat dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cheese and pickles or something. I don't know. It's like one of those 1960s automats.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> like the Jetsons. everything. Yeah. It's like
1: the
3: Jetsons where
1: it's just like. Well, I'm glad it's not
0: pills. You know, that was the, what was it? The Jetsons was always, you're just going to take a pill and that's going to be just as good as oh, eating right, a meal. Right. Nah, man, you want your sandwich. You want your cheese and pickle sandwich. You
2: know. Yeah, I want to feel the
0: bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so excellent cast, uh, and you know, Tolson Cole, Mandy Gill. I keep wanting Yaz have more to do. I think in the last few episodes, they're inching closer to like her trying to be, you know, the the doctor's sidekick, which I think is super cool. Uh, I hope they just do more. I hope they keep building Yaz and Tolson too. Give them a little more to do in the next season. You know, like I got a taste, but I did want more. What, what did you guys think? Of who? Uh, I'm sorry, Yaz and Ryan. They didn't. They well, Yaz especially didn't get as much focus as I was hoping she was going to get. Even Demons of the Punjab was like less her episode than the two aliens. I I hope they build them up a little bit more in in seasons. We got a taste of them, but I think I think part of it was Bradley Walsh just popped so much they gave more stuff to him. Like like I think the whole thing about shooting uh, Tim Shaw in the end, I think that was going to be Ryan because he was the guy with guns and wanted to kill people. But at the end, they're just like, nah, it works better with Bradley.
3: That's well, to me, and yeah. and real quick, just I have a whole one of my one of the negatives for me this season was how much they put a gun in the hand of, of a black guy, and mm-hmm. it, that really, but the optics of that really bothered me this season. Yeah, um, I get the point that they were trying to make, which was guns bad, doctors way good, and and that flushed out in the final episode. Um, but, but that is one of the things that really did bug me this season was maybe it's different in England, but here in the United States, that's, that's obviously a topic of issue that we have with gun control and and crime and things. So I don't know, that was, that was me personally. Um, I, but I also personally felt like, again, the TARDIS was very crowded. You've got a brand new doctor that you're trying to establish. You've got Mm. three that you're trying to establish, they couldn't all have enough screen time as far as I was concerned. Yeah. I, I, about so, about before, like,
2: I wasn't mind. so worried about the, the visual of that. Um, I think it was more almost comic relief that they had him um, you know, trying to fire against a, a squadron of robots and
4: right. <laughs>
2: trying to make like, it to Call of Duty and thinking, oh, I, I play video games. I know exactly how to handle this. Yeah. That's and true. just watching him fail miserably was like... I think just comic genius.
1: He wanted to
3: be the hero, like the video game, right? Video
2: game. Exactly. And, you know,
1: everybody that plays video games, you're like, I could totally do this in real life. And then you'd run away screaming, like, right. That would be me. This isn't this isn't easy as it looks in the game. Well, because I run away screaming in the video games, too. So.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good preparation for life. First shooter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but the counter but the
3: counterpoint to you're, that was bam in the final episode re, like this was real for him this is the this is the creature that killed his wife and he wants revenge and that was Ryan's opportunity to stand up and say you know no you know you're a
0: better this, person in it yeah
3: right right and so yeah
0: yeah that was i think that was my favorite part of that episode was how they handled that
3: yeah okay. and
2: right Ryan, Ryan's had some like you know character building moments i mean you know the episode takes um, takes you away. You saw him like go from a jerk who doesn't know how to handle kids to someone who you know has a little bit more empathy.
1: Wow, he was such a dick in the beginning of that episode, wasn't he? Yes, <laughs> but he turned out to be right. Yeah. And that's the thing about that episode
3: that really hit me was he was like, "Oh, your dad just left," mm-hmm. and he yeah. did. His dad, her dad, had just left. Yeah. Well, and, it also and- fit
0: his character. He would be the one to go to that conclusion because yeah. he knows band what band- that's like.
3: Yeah, he had been abandoned by his father. So the mm-hmm. fact that he wasn't he yeah, he was a dick about it, but the fact that he was right. He was like, no, your dad just left. He re- he yeah. recognized all the the things. Yeah. And to me, I think I was like, wow, that actually played through to the very end of that episode that was one of my favorite episodes by the way
0: oh me too yeah. we'll get to that yeah way yeah
1: i think for ryan i think it was more of um his cynicism and just being lucky that he was actually right but as a parent it still pisses me off that you would ever tell a child that because mm-hmm. as smart yeah. as she was and as uh, independent as she was she's still a child yeah that's right. true well he's lot of a, a lot kid, of ways-
3: I was going to say, in a lot of ways, Ryan is
1: still a kid, too, though. He is. Oh, for
3: sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think that's why I like him. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> yeah. Young, kind yeah. of fresh out. Yeah.
0: Which, you know, he's younger than Yaz, right? Because they went to school at approximately the same time, didn't they? Or are they the same
2: age?
1: I thought they were the same age. Yeah. I think
2: they're about the same age. I mean, that's what my assumption was.
1: I think that he reminds me of, I think they're from different kind of socioeconomic Uh, backgrounds so she's a cop so she's got a little bit higher level of maturity just because of where she's been whereas Ryan's been working in a warehouse and you know his family stuff so he's just a little bit emotionally delayed Well, it kind of fits
0: your 20s, too, because more than any other decade, there's this huge disparity. Like, you'll know some 20-year-olds who are just, they got it down, they're working on the mortgage, they got their insurance, and then other ones are just like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I might take an online course about game design, or I might, Or I'm
3: going to play Call of Duty in my grandma's house all day (laughs) long, and I feel like that was Maybe I'll go pro. That's Yeah, Yeah. Ryan's kind of, like, working in a warehouse. Also, you saw him throughout the season kind of... And I love the fact that they had somebody with a disability because Mm -hmm. we haven't seen that before as a companion on Doctor Who. But you did see some opportunities for him to grow past that, where he was like, "Oh no, I can't do this because of my disability." And Yaz especially would push him to be like, "No, you can do more than that." And you kind of—I feel like you got a glimpse of his life before the doctor, where maybe he felt like because he
1: has this disability, he didn't push himself. Mm -hmm. Right. There weren't options for him. Exactly, or he felt there weren't options for him. Exactly.
0: yeah. yeah, he he. more than any of us seems, what's the word, not fully formed yet. I hope in further seasons we show him growing up a little bit more because, you know, the, the TARDIS is a good place to grow up. And, hey, he's got a
2: good granddad. Yeah. 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 And they finally got the fist bump. Yeah, yeah, I
0: did, did. love the first, yeah. And he got and he got a he got a
3: granddad. Yeah. yeah. He got a granddad. yeah, yeah. Did you
0: guys see the YouTube clip of uh, maybe you sent it to me, I forget about the bar that was watching Doctor Who and then we get to the where where he calls him granddad and the whole bar just like, Yeah, it was like, you know
2: the winning goal of the World Cup kinda.
1: I mean we did that in my house, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I love
2: that. I was watching it with my best friend who are just like, you know, high-fiving each other. Like, he
3: did it, he did it, he did it. Yes. He got the fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> he got <the> granddad.
0: Aw. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they spaced it out, too. They, we got our granddad and then we got the fist bump. Interesting, that the granddad comes arm. before the fist bump, too. <laughs> you'd think you'd work fist bump, then granddad. But, you know, they put a twist on it.
1: <laughs> he just ran right into it.
0: <laughs> what was a great fist bump moment? You know, you just beat the bad guy. Anyways, yeah. so we like the cast. What about guest roles? Who was your favorite guest role? For me, it was easily Alan Cumming and The Witchfinders.
1: Always like, and forever. Yeah. <laughs> Literally one of the, I mean, he was even, um, you know, I have some friends that weren't super keen on this um, season, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that, but everyone agrees Alan Cumming was amazing. Like everyone. I think that's one of the only things that everyone agrees on this season is is he was just on point. Yeah. Perfect.
0: It was such a tonal, tricky balancing act because he had to be funny and camp, and yet you completely believe that he just enjoyed traveling the countryside murdering innocent women, you know?
1: Yeah. But you still liked him.
0: You still <laughs> like? him? Well, you know, he thought he was doing great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Any other standout guest roles? Or are we just going to give it all to Alan?
2: Uh, well, you know, okay. I'll also say Vinette Robinson. Yeah, okay. As Rosa well Parks. I mean, her performance as Rosa Parks was just so spot on. And then when I see other pictures of um, Bennett Robinson, I'm like flabbergasted. I did not even recognize her from other things I've seen her in. Because I've seen her in Black Mirror and I've seen her in Sherlock. And it just, it's a totally different person. So I, I really have to give credit where credit is due uh, Vanette Robinson would be my my second biggest choice for. Wait, who you know, for who yes. was she in Black
0: Mirror? Was she the one in White Bear? No. Uh
2: yeah yeah. Oh my because, God! It just hit that me. her.
0: Yeah, that was her. Oh, wow. that was such a – well, like all Black Mirror, that was so brutal. But yeah, she was great. Such a
3: brutal episode, but yeah. oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say for me, I mean, obviously Alan Cumming is yeah. is amazing. Um, but I love the actors in the Demons of Punjab. Um, I, I think that that whole episode dealing with such a tricky topic, um, introducing characters, you know, that were, um, her family for the first time, Mm -hmm. um, actually, actually getting to see Yaz and her background and where she comes from the story with her grandma. And uh, it just, all of that was just so heartfelt for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've watched the you know the new doctor who includes so much of the families of the companions into the show and that's always it it can go either way where it's like too much like (laughs) okay it's enough. It's enough about hearing Rose doing her laundry at her mom's all the time, you know, or whatever. But this one to me was like the most heartfelt way of introducing a family and, and tying a story into it. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that. that family felt really lived in, like in a very short amount of time. You felt yeah. that this was a family that, you know, lived together for decades, loved each other but got on each other's nerves in a way I then the sure whole, we all recognized.
3: Whole, yeah, and then the whole partitioning yeah. story yeah. and, and the family on either side of that, and it was just—it was heart wrenching. There was a lot going on there, and I felt like the actors did a great job. Yeah, very true.
1: Um, since we're talking about favorite, can I say? Bleh, I thought that Mark Addy was the least well used. Oh yeah,
0: he's so um, good. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, he's a—he's an awesome actor, and I felt like he could have done a lot more rather than be the person that explains things. Um yeah.
0: When was this Kerblam? No, no Battle of of uh, Avkolos.
1: Yeah, he was, was the
0: the guy with selective amnesia. The
1: memory. Yeah. Oh. I just
0: remembered the piece of oh, exposition okay. we need to know right now. Yeah, I,
1: feeling, oh, I have. Oh, so a... does the audience not remember something? Here, Mark Addy will explain it because yeah. he just remembered too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Chris Noth love, too. Yeah. Like like he was set yeah. up to be such a great. I mean, it was okay, a, such a great Trump parody, but just making him know who trump was and not like trump it just seemed like it seemed like they were going to satirize trump and then got scared and backed away which was a tell
3: shame. me when we're ready to talk about least favorite episodes because
0: <laughs> well I, I got my top 10 here i don't know if we should go through the whole one but uh before we do let's go favorite least favorite okay my favorite it takes you away by a country mile that was an amazing piece that's 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 in my top 10 doctor who of all time i think what do you guys okay. think
2: Oh, I know Tyler. It's, Tyler's giving me the face. It's close. Yeah, it, it, it is close. It's, I put it in my top three. Okay. All right. Top three um, this
0: season or top three overall? Oh yeah,
2: top three this season. Okay. Top three okay. this season. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I uh, <laughs> it's so tough because there were some. There, there were some great ones, and there were sort of like you know. I mean, every single episode to me had its plus and its minus. Yeah. So it's tough to say which one is, like, you know, number one, number two. But my personal favorite is still The Woman Who Fell to Earth. I love oh, the,
4: cool. the the opener.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved how, like, the season started and we just got to it, you know. It's like, you know, we didn't sit there and over, you know, over-enunciate the fact that there's a new doctor. It's like, no, this is a doctor. Let's go. And yeah. Yeah. the events yeah, exactly. I was like, "Chimno, you're a genius. Great. I love the fact that the first episode didn't even have the opening title sequence. Oh, yeah. So yes. like dying to see what, what was going to happen. And, you know, the world tuned in. So he's just like, fine, you want to see what's going to happen. Here's the action. Let's get started. Yeah, He yeah. was and very clever. I'm huh? was... oh, sorry. Finish, finish. No, I was just saying I was sucked in from, like, the start to finish.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was so cool how he set up this whole world. Like, there could have been a whole complete, you know, non-sci-fi drama of, like, Ryan and Graham's family drama. And then literally and figuratively have the doctor just drop into the middle of that, which I thought was very clever.
2: Yeah. And a lot of critics were worried that that was what was going to happen because, you know, in one of the trailers, they used some pop song. And everyone said, oh, gosh, they're going to turn this into a – you know, a CW episode or something. It's going to be like you know, this boring episodic melodrama, and no one's. Gonna... And that totally did not happen, and I was so happy. And and the fact that the that episode ended with a cliffhanger, like the first oh, episode yeah. ended with yeah. the cliffhanger was fabulous. It had, had mean, stuff, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it had a lot of good stuff in. It had a lot of. I think I put it low on my list because I, I think I went back and watched it, and that that climax was just kind of i don't know weirdly clunky and clumsy and it was like i don't know if they just didn't get enough coverage because it was just really confusing like the weird tentacly thing was on one crane then it was on the other crane and then suddenly right, it was bringing right. down the other crane so they had to electrocute it and it, it was just essentially to get um grace killed and yeah. they yeah lost hey. a couple points for that but me yeah, you're right i everything you loved about them uh, that episode i loved too
2: and and you know, there's some detractors from I, I mean you can pick detractors from like every episode. I mm-hmm. mean there were some things I mean like I loved Kerblam, but at the same time I didn't <laughs> like how the um, how clunky the storyline went. Yeah. I mean it seems like, you know, one moment we're here, one moment we're there. And it just uh, to me that just started to get like a little bit like tedious. Yeah. Uh, but I love this I love the episode. I mean, come on, who who doesn't love watching a, a robot have an existential crisis. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I started feeling bad for a little Kablambo uh, floaty, man. I like, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle <laughs> this. I'm
0: just a delivery bot. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Think, at that point, I think Douglas Adams was like giving a thumbs up in the sky. He's like, that is yeah. exactly what
0: he's That
3: felt have. like a Douglas Adams episode. I, I 100% I, agree.
0: Yeah, yes. I didn't see that, but you're right. Very. There was something a little
3: Starship atoms. Titanic about that whole thing with the <laughs> mm-hmm. with the with the robots running around telling you, you know, yeah, having an existential crisis. Right. <laughs> I'm still disappointed that Twisty the robot doesn't have a place on the TARDIS. I feel oh, like
0: yeah, he'd be as great as
3: fourth companion.
2: Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they they had a hard enough. They got enough flack for having three. I think starting adding fourth and fifth. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. I guess I guess robot companions have had a, a, a spotty history on Who, but yeah, I'd love to see
2: the return of a uh, of delivery bot. I, I I know you just mentioned Chameleon, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I
3: was going to say Chameleon. Yeah,
2: <laughs> which uh, oh yeah, he,
0: did they ever? Yeah, he just kind of disappeared. He was in the Tardis kitchen. That's that's the Tardis kitchen. That's I mean, yeah, that probably is the Tardis kitchen. It's for kitchen. Graham sandwiches, and it's where Chameleon hangs out. <laughs>
2: And he probably just slapped a Maytag symbol on his chest and kept it going. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> kept running.
0: <laughs> Make me a sandwich, chameleon. <laughs> okay, so we got one for It Takes You Away. One for uh the woman who fell to Earth. Renee, how about you? What was your favorite?
1: Demons of the Poon job.
0: Mm. Yeah, a lot of people. I know
1: that I know you were not a fan, Andy, but um despite the you know, it not being as Yaz centric as we'd hoped and it was just so beautiful and it was so important. I don't, a lot of what I read online was people didn't even know that much about the partition and how um, gnarly it was, especially I think here, Um, Mm -hmm. maybe over there, they might know it a little bit more intimately, but um, it was just such a deep, like heartfelt episode for me um, that it was just, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. For
2: sure, I I think we said in an earlier podcast that Chris Chibnall definitely travels better through time than he does space. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I really like uh, my favorite episodes have been his time episodes. My my second best would be Rosa. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, I I think that I definitely think that time is better for him, and I don't know if it's maybe um, has to do with his writing style. Is, I think his
0: background in drama really yeah, shines Yeah, his background
1: there. is in drama, so yep. he's yep. he's good with that. He's good at utilizing what's around him. the The use of the the forest and stuff in Demons of the Punjab was so well done, and it really created this area that, uh, as far as I knew, it was in India. You know, um, right. But the space stuff, I just don't think he he can do that as well. So, I'm all for his history shit stuff. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I'm just <laughs> I just
0: cracked myself. I think, yeah, I think I'm definitely the minority. I mean, I loved *Demons of the*. I loved that they took it on. Like, I think it was very yeah. brave of them to take it on. I just wish they'd done more with the story. But a lot of people love that one. And hey, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dump on anybody for for loving on Doctor Who. Yeah. I just the
1: aliens were like second important. <clears throat> yeah, in that. So they were like not even they could have not even been there and I wouldn't have cared because I liked everything else so much.
0: Yeah, I, I would have liked it better without the aliens because it would have given more time to get for Yaz to interact with the family. That was, yeah. you know, I know I'm a broken record here, but that was the one thing that <laughs> uh, I just like you needed to have Yaz have a relationship with those people. And I wanted that. But yeah, there was yeah. A, a lot of great stuff. I'm not going to it's a great choice. All right. Amanda, how about you? What are you going to say for your favorite?
3: Uh, I have a three way tie.
0: <laughs> great
3: and 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 it is it renee, our three episodes it, renee hit it right on the head they're all the three oh. of the time episode or mm-hmm. yeah three of the traveling in time so the witch finders mm-hmm. i loved uh 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 sorry um De- demons of the punjab mm-hmm. and it i guess it takes you away isn't really a time one but it's not also it's not a space one so or out in crazy space it's in it's a norway one you know yeah it's yeah. A, yeah. a genre of it's one somewhat, it's somewhat rooted in actual things even though that de- that weird space between the mirrors i i i loved all of all three of those but i i think i did it because for me the writing was the strongest i felt like in those three episodes um, the witch finders, I feel like she, the doctor finally got to, to battle like an actual baddie. Like mm-hmm. one one of the, <laughs> yeah. issues, one of the issues I've had this entire season was like, there were no real bad guys for her to fight. Like the, she was fighting big, like abstract things like racism and, yeah. you know, whatever. And, and this one in witch Finders she got to battle sexism, obviously, because there was a lot of that flying around, yeah. but there yeah there was an actual bad guy for her to fight at the end of it. Um, but I, I feel like in all three of those, the, the writing was a lot stronger um, than, than some of the, the more techie space ones.
0: Yeah, definitely. Which one is definitely my top three. My top three would be uh, takes you away. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I'm the only person that loved this one, but, God, I love the Ghost Monument, which is their yeah. space one. I, I thought it was, it was yeah. I thought it was the yeah. perfect second yeah. episode because it showed them coming together as a team, and it felt so Doctor Who-y, you know, like there
2: the, were a lot of good elements in yeah. in Ghost Monument. I, I mean, you know, I, I liked the the like you know first watching a team like gel together and like you know work together to mm-hmm. and play on their strengths. That was great. Um, like basically interacting with you know for all intents and purposes a new alien, like, you know, society mm-hmm. and, and basically like, you know, working it out and like, you know, functioning. Um, yeah, there was a lot of clunkiness to the story. I mean, the tone and the movement of it was really bad.
3: Um, <laughs> <Your> <laughs> I, I,
2: I mean, there was like parts where I said, Oh my gosh, why why are we like you know spending so much time on this boat? You know, it just felt like that that just like hung for the longest time, but
3: yeah you know, but there's
2: again there's some good and bad in a lot of these episodes.
3: there was a lot of that this season. It felt like even in some of the better episodes, even some of the best episodes, there were moments where you're like, Why is this in here? Why are you guys doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I can't come up with like an exact example of that, but every single episode this season I enjoyed to some degree there were there were there were bright spots in every single one, but then there were moments where you're just like but why? Why are you guys going down this path? And I don't
1: know if it's just because they're new writers or or what. But yeah, one of the things that I thought um, I was thinking about is like we were talking about earlier, where that we're so we were trained to look for arcs. We were we've yeah. been trained to since two thousand
2: five. Yeah.
0: Yes,
1: we have. We're we are you know brainwashed into this. So, so Netflix, it has to be bingeable. Yes. Everything though that that was dropped, I kept thinking, oh, that's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to come back. Mm-hmm, so like right. the boat thing that you were just talking about, um, wasn't that the one where the water had like some flesh eating bacteria in yeah. it or something? Yeah. I kept yeah. thinking like somebody's going to fall in, you know, right. yeah. and then it doesn't. And I was like, wait, then why'd they tell me that? It doesn't pay off. Yeah. It doesn't pay off at yeah. all. Yeah.
3: It's, like in, it's like in Kerblam, where really good comedic actor who only lasts 15 minutes because he's literally got a bullseye painted on him once he mentions his adorable daughter <laughs> yeah. that's waiting for yeah. him. Like, yeah. wanders wonders around down in the basement, and you're like, how does that even pay off? We don't know how he died. I mean, it's stuff oh, yeah, like we, that.
0: We never figured it's out like who they, killed him and why, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's like they throw this stuff in there, and you're just like... But it just muddies the water. It literally, like you said, the water. It literally muddies the water where you're like, why
1: isn't this paying off? And I know that Andy has said that he thinks that it. sorry, I'm talking for you. No worries. um, But um, you think it's an editing issue in that maybe some of this stuff, not necessarily like all of it, but some of it might have had a payoff, had had a payoff. Mm. um, But it got edited –
0: Got edited, edited out. Yeah, might Yeah, well, especially what's arachnids in the UK. I think is is the what? strongest evidence for that because you are know there must have been something. Ep- yeah, there must have been something there about the the, the spiders episode, that just got lost. Oh. I'm yeah, oh, sorry, did you it. say
2: you wanted to talk about the Saranga conundrum? Is that what you said? <laughs>
3: I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we wanted to talk about arachnids in the UK. I think we oh. are
0: very organically seeking into our <laughs> least favorite episodes. And God, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I'm I'm with both you guys. I went back and forth which one was worse, uh, Saranga conundrum or arachnids for the UK. But what do you guys think? I think, let's see, we got one... One for arachnids, one for saranga. Uh, Amanda, you want to you want to give the the pitch for Amanda? Uh, your 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 team.
3: Why am I right? Yes. Well, um, okay. This has to win some sort of award for the most underused. Like cast ever like you've got a a a lady doctor of experience not our doctor but another you know experienced female doctor who has studied arachnids who I don't even know what her point is in this whole thing is the doctor
1: the Mark Addy of that episode (laughs) yes
3: her whole job was like well spiders can sense percussion or something yeah. like that and then at the very end of it you're okay 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 yeah. okay there's just so spiders much spiders can't resist I even uh, dropping a,
0: a sick baseline which i don't I think is science
3: like <laughs> i haven't even had time to like sort out my feelings about this <laughs> episode and it was like months ago yeah all right i i think it's rigged Everybody knows that Trump is a disaster. We didn't need a whole episode to remind us of that. We didn't need a a character who was as bad as Trump and even mentions that he wants to be worse than Trump. So we've got that on top of it. And then we've got this pointless storyline about this doctor who studies arachnids. I don't know why she's there. I don't know what she added to it. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. There's an entire hotel situated on a spider's nest. That are they? What are they going to Are they burning it to the ground? Like, what are they doing? They yeah. left the entire episode open ended, where I guess they yeah. were like, well, I guess it'll all figure itself out. It was single. I cannot think of another episode in any of Doctor Who, including Cyberwoman in Torchwood, which was also a Chibnall episode, that was <laughs> this bad. Terrible Ooh, episode.
0: A spirited Terrible. opposite of a defense for Arachnids of the UK. <laughs> but Tyler, what do you think? You you were coming down team not Saranga conundrum.
2: Uh, oh, Saranga conundrum. <laughs> but um, if I had to say anything in what in Arachnids of the UK's defense, um, would just be like the wonderful like interaction between, um, I, I I'd, yeah, I'd have to say like. Uh, Yasmin's interaction with her mom. That Mm -hmm. was that was funny. And that was lighthearted. And, you know, to watch Yasmin's mom, like, you know, uh, take down the the bad the uh, bad corporate heads uh, for a minute, just just to like, you know, take them down a notch and humble them a little bit those were those were gem parts of that episode that were fun to watch,
3: okay, that episode was so bad I forgot that her mom was even in it <laughs> and and yeah, the fact yeah. that her mom is being dressed down by this guy for I just and nothing happens to him. I wanted him to be eaten by spiders. he doesn't I agree
2: spiders. with you 100%. So much yes. yes. can we just spiders? have Chris not eaten by spiders?
3: oh my God yes. that was, you know
2: just that spiders, like chase or. Yeah eaten by a spider or run out naked because of like, you know, chewed off his clothes, yeah. something, you know?
0: I mean, I have lingering sex in the city resentment that also wants him eaten by a spider.
3: <laughs> the only, the only people who suffered in that episode was the poor spider at the end and us. And I wanted <laughs> to suffer for that whole awfulness that he was doing to Yaz's mom. What happened to their neighbors? Their neighbors got turned into cocoons. Not. Oh. Oh, they,
0: plus, they she kind of said they were alive, this, but you not, know? like... Did she
3: get her job back? Yeah. What does she want a job there for?
2: Exactly. Well, she should... At this point, she should be, like, in charge of that hotel, but then maybe she doesn't want to have a hotel that's run by spiders, so yeah, maybe for the best, <laughs> I guess.
3: <laughs> Spider <laughs> hotel.
2: hotel. That'll be the new spinoff. <laughs> the
0: new Torchwood.
3: Guys, Spider I could do hotel. an entire podcast on this episode, and it would just be me sighing and gesticulating at an audience who can't see me, so... <laughs> Right.
0: Maybe. We need to think an audio sound effect for rolling one's eyes to accompany the podcast. Exactly.
3: Exactly.
0: I gotta say these are good arguments. But Tyler, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna say what was it about Saranga Conundrum that put it at the bottom of your list? Ooh, okay. I could use an eye roll sound effect right there.
2: Ooh. All right. Well. All right. First. <laughs> oh, gosh, where do Where do I start? Uh, the 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 monster. Mm-hmm. The the, the p-ting. monster. I, I know the 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 ting, Okay. Ugh. Okay, first off, why are we even like worried about like little uh, Stitch uh, ripoff here? I mean, this is basically like little discount Stitch is eating everything on the ship, and for this we have like you know this wonderful um, supportive character be killed. Yeah, I mean, in the first twenty minutes, I'm like, I'm actually starting to like you know look up to the uh, to the doctor who's in charge of the ship. I said this guy's, he's a good person. He, you know, to me, he it was stands just up to the so, doctor,
0: which, you know, that's, that's yeah, cool. Not many people doctor, do that
2: puts the doctor in, in her place. And, you know, says, look, this is where you're, you're, you're being disrupted. You're putting my patients at risk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I Knock mean, it off. He, he's smart. He's, uh, he's confident. He knows what he's doing. He's playing off of the doctor is showing like, you know, I'm just as capable of, like, running my ship as you are running your ship. Let's do it this way. And the doctor has to agree, and then we kill him off. Yeah. Yeah, I was bummed by that. Uh. I I
0: thought the thing had potential, but I wanted it to be – it would have been a twist if it had been the the horrible, unstoppable monster on the ship that was slowly killing them off and destroying everything. And then you reveal, oh, it's a cute little stitch knockoff, but – they brought him in early, that, which which just kind of...
2: That was terrible. I was like, why would you show us this? I mean, if if they just showed that whole episode and you didn't see what the Pating looked like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: that would have been a, t- a thousand times more suspenseful, action-packed. You know, it, it's one of those things where you say, uh, like, tell by not showing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That would have been way more, uh, like, interesting. If What if, it like, as they're going over the records of the Pating, they realize... There's no footage of it because no one's it's ever so seen dangerous. it dangerous, yeah. yeah, yeah, no one's ever seen it and it lived, so there's no footage of it. that would have been way more interesting,
0: yeah, I wouldn't um, mind waiting till the end, like we were were you know we're expecting alien you know from the Ridley Scott film, and we get stitch that would have been cool, but you, yeah. to yeah. make a twist, you gotta create the expectation yeah. of something else, you know,
2: right, so I mean that was the those are the two things that just bugged the heck out of me out of that, um, mm-hmm. that episode. Uh, you know, killing off a great character. Um, and he was a nice looking guy too. I was like, he looks good. Why, why are we getting rid of this guy? I mean, he's like, you know, like the hunky doctor from like, you know, every, uh, every, uh, like soap opera. I am
1: like, yeah, he's like a hunky doctor from space ER. I know. <laughs> even in the future,
0: doctors are like, you know, unearthly handsome.
3: He's the George Clooney of yeah. Doctor Who yeah, in right. space hospitals. <laughs> I mean, I I agree with that, and I would I would even say like what was so disappointing about that episode is that it had some genuinely like good like moments, like characters. There was something about the episode that made me think of a Pete, Peter Davidson episode. It was, I think, the, or or even a. Uh, Tom Baker episode where they're like just encased in this hospital mm-hmm. and, and the mm-hmm. sets aren't all that great. And, you know, so I, there were parts of it that I really liked, but then it was just, yeah, it just kind of fell. It was short. very much a, a base under
0: siege episode, which is a, a you know, yeah. doctor who standard.
1: Yeah, very much so.
3: Yeah.
0: So Renee, you can either break the tie or make your <laughs> argument for a completely different least good episode. Can we say worst? That will be worst, worst episode of series 11.
1: Um I agree with all of the points <laughs> that have been stated.
0: Yeah.
1: Wholeheartedly agree with all of the points. Um I'm gonna have to say though that I thought the Saranga con- conundrum, conundrum. had a tiny bit more um good.
2: <laughs> Ooh, okay.
1: <laughs> so
2: where, where?
1: <laughs> It, I said tiny bit, um, and it was you know the beginning with that other um, the guy that died. Uh, he was a really good character and showed so much promise that I really liked that about him. And he
2: and also did, my I mention, did I mention? Did I mention it? He was a great character, and everyone else in there was like really not that good. Yeah, I, I mean, even the all the companions were like basically cardboard cutouts.
1: Well, even the like the pilot guy and the lady and stuff. I didn't even care about any of them. Right. Um, what about
0: pregnant dude? They were just
1: flat. Yeah. And the pregnant dude. Um, that might as well not even happen. Baby. <laughs> I um, like um, well, Yeah. I mean, having I, had kids myself, I love the idea of a um, dude having to be pregnant and have but a baby. It was just so
2: arbitrarily thrown in there. Oh, and yeah. Shored.
1: They were uh, like, this will be funny. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's like. What, what should we give uh, you know, Grant, um, Bradley Walsh and Toss and Cole to do through the entire uh, remainder of the episode? Oh, let them go over there and help ha- um, deliver a baby. That, that's basically what they said. Let's make a MacGuffin so we can put those two characters somewhere yeah. and use them. Well, plus, and that was it. I, you know he's going to go into bad.
0: labor the was... second things get bad. You know, that, that's yeah. every TV show.
3: Yeah, but at least they at least they had something to do. Whereas in arachnids in the UK, everybody was just randomly running around dealing with dumb spiders. And I
1: don't like spiders, like anyway, Um, like generally. Um, but then like the end of that one, where that spider, I actually felt bad for that big giant spider, and it made me really sad. And then afterwards, you know, while later after thinking about it again, I was mad <laughs> that, that, I, that that fucking <laughs> episode made me sad for spiders. Like, no, right.
2: yeah.
3: not cool. That is I don't a want very spiders. I know, and that that is a very Stephen Moffat thing too, where yeah. he would make you feel bad about hating no. something that's so hateable. No, right.
1: spiders are bad. I know they're important. Spiders are bad. I don't want to be friends with them, and I don't want to feel bad for them because I'm going to continue to squish them. <laughs> well,
2: those radioactive spiders had no place in the ecosystem anyway. That's why they were dying under their own weight. So, yeah. they see, now no more itchy itchy when
3: we're talking about spiders.
0: Yeah, it's the the, the moral. The word,
2: complexity
0: itch. or <laughs> what we were supposed to feel was just so weird. Because yeah, it was it was dying a, a hideously slow, painful death, which sucks. But then you know why not shoot it yeah. and why yeah. not yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I'm all for humanely I'm by no means a vegetarian <laughs> um but I'm all for humanely taking care of animals and letting something suffocate is not humane. And so. I
3: would have much rather seen them humanely deal with Chris Knopf's character than that giant. Yeah, I'd like to see him take them out. Humanely? Really? Yeah, put them or, down. Or not <laughs> so humanely. Well, plus, yeah. why
0: are these spiders any different than one we see in our bathroom? You know, They're if you not. see a spider, you'll throw a shoe at it, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the whole thing. If they had been, like, some, like, super sentient, like, alien spiders, that would be different. Or even if they were
0: mutated Earth spiders, but it still had some sort of, what's the word, sentience or potential or, like, we're just more than small spiders grown
2: big.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. All bad. That was it. All Uh. bad. And I kept kept
2: praying that it was going to, like, you know, tie back to metabalus spiders, but.
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Oh,
0: man, I would have loved that. That would have been cool. Cooler.
1: Okay, okay, now I'm thoroughly depressed.
3: I am too, and I'm angry. I'm frankly, I'm angry. I feel like I just watched the episode again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change it's, the topic. It's like Next. some
0: PSD for for. We'll start a support group for people who've watched Arachnids in the UK. What's can Under? Okay, well, I'm trying to think. Well, how to spin it back? I don't know. What was your What was your biggest surprise about this season? You know, I mean. I, I, uh, that's, that's a weirdly open-ended question. I mean, I was surprised how great the the, the larger cast was. I was amazed how great Jodie was. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I was surprised by um, the companions. Yeah. I went into it. I I saw um, the San Diego Comic Con panel for Doctor Who last year. So the minute I saw, um, they did this little clip. I don't know if any of you saw it, but they did a little clip before the panel started, and it was Jody trying to get to the oh, yeah. panel. And she's, like, running, and um, she sees it. And the minute I saw that, I remember turning to my mom, and I was like, she's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then the whole panel, I remember I was just like, I'm in love with her. Like, seriously, like, woman crush. She's awesome. Like, yes. So I never doubted that I would love her, Doctor, ever. Yeah. But the companions... I didn't know two of them. One of them I thought I vaguely knew was a like game show guy, and.
0: Is a game show talk show? I wasn't
1: sure, you know, about what they would be able to bring. It was a huge group. It was all these things, and I've been pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by them. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, I, th- thanks for bringing the must... mood back up.
3: Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I, I would say I would say that my biggest surprise was Graham.
0: Yes. yes, yeah.
3: I would say that really? my biggest surprise was Graham because, I mean, yeah, y- having a having a female doctor, but I'm with Renee, like, I've, I've seen her in enough stuff that I wasn't nervous at all about her being able to do this. I've seen her in crazy roles. I've seen her in <laughs> sad roles. I've seen her in serious roles. I, she has so much range. She could do whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, having an older man companion, I didn't know what to expect. Was he going to be curmudgeonly? Was he going to, you know, what, what, what to expect. And the fact that he's going into it with as much wonder and excitement and, and willingness to try new things. And, but coming at it from this, honestly, a, a position that I Have more in common with now than the younger companions because I'm closer, probably, to his age than I am to Yaz and Ryan. So I'm I'm watching him going, "Oh man, that's probably exactly how I
1: would be responding." I would definitely be bringing sandwiches. Yes, (laughs) sandwiches. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm taking a
2: snack from the TARDIS, guys. I'm just going to grab a few things.
1: Yeah. I'll be right there as I'm shoving crap in my purse. I've always got snacks, so I'm totally there with him. candies and mints and everything, yeah. Yeah. Of course,
0: I love how he also hit it. I wonder now that they know, are they always going to be asking Graham for a sandwich when they get packaged? You know, Graham's going, no, get your own sandwich. You know, the the Tardis kitchen is open to everyone. Just ask Chameleon.
3: He's just so adorable and practical and... You know, it brings this levity to kind of this. I, I don't, I don't know how else to say, but it's, it's he's the grown up in the room, yeah. and so every time they're in these crazy situations, you kind of look to him a little bit to go, okay, how should we be responding to this? And it, for me, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah,
2: that was probably my favorite part of the Seranga conundrum, the very beginning when they're on that mining planet, I mean, <laughs> that junk planet. The junk yeah. And he's yeah. like, hey, we're, we're looking for a needle in a haystack here, Doc. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was just so grounded. Here we are in the middle of the cosmos. Yeah. They're in spacesuits. They're all walking around with like cosmic detectors. And he's just like, hey, what are we looking for over here?
3: Exactly. <laughs> and he's bringing his, his bus driver knowledge to yeah. so many situations yeah. where you're oh, like, yeah. He's not. He's not a fancy guy. He's. He's not some like great. You know. He. He hasn't been to probably a fancy college or anything. He's a bus driver. He's just a normal dude, and I love that about yeah. him. Yeah, Who's
0: he's the most useful companion, the bus driver or the cop? Oh, it's the bus driver.
3: The bus driver. <laughs> the bus driver.
1: Definitely the one that I. I. Feel like I am him more yeah. often than anyone else. Definitely, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Yeah,
0: and I'm just thinking now, like they they actually handled his morning grace like way better than I thought they would. Like you know, they don't touch on yeah. it all the time because of course he's got other things on his plate. Things sure. exploding, well, or it, giant spiders. but it's not it's forgotten. Like, yeah,
2: that was. Is- heart Yeah. Yeah.
3: And you saw a lot of that between him and his relationship with Ryan. Mm-hmm. And how his mourning grace wasn't just mourning grace. It was mourning the relationship with Ryan as well. And mm-hmm. trying to make him feel like, I'm your family. You can come to me if you need me. And Ryan pushing him away, you know, mm-hmm. was, it was also a part of that mourning process. So, you know, so I felt like there was a lot more depth. To his character, it was much more three dimensional. I wish we had had more of that with Yaz. Yeah, I, I wish definitely. we had had more. We got to see a lot of her family, but I don't think we really saw her in a position like we did with Graham, where it was more—it was more to her than just being, you know, a companion and being useful in, in a certain situation. Yeah,
0: I think mean, part of what I love is you really got the sense Graham. Wasn't just mourning Grace, but he was mourning all the years he thought he was gonna get with her and didn't. Yeah. Like he felt cheated in a way, which which just really stung. Oh, good job, Graham. Good job, Bradley. Anyways, <laughs> closing thoughts on series eleven before we go on to, to wild conjectures about the New Year's special.
1: I remain hopeful yeah. and and I remain um positive because We still have Doctor Who.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. We still
1: have stuff to watch.
0: Bigger audience than in years. It's always
1: hard to change. So it can always get better. So I'm okay with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well uh,
1: they're uh, Oh, go ahead, sorry.
0: Well, they're taking a whole year to get the other series, which which kind of annoys me, but I hope they use it because you know it's weird. Like there's bad episodes and then there's those episodes that are like okay, but you see the seeds of like a really good episode if they had just spend a little more time. And that, right. I mean, as much as I've loved a lot of it, that has been my, how should I put it, my prevailing feeling about this season. Like, a lot of great stuff and then a lot of missed opportunities. So, I'm hoping now that they have their legs under them, the next season is going to be, like, even better.
3: I was just, yeah. I was just going to say, I, we didn't really talk about it, but the two things that I disliked the most, or were disappointed the most about this season wasn't even the writing or anything, it was the TARDIS design, and, oh. and it was, and it was the music. The music, oh. by by music, I mean, I didn't feel like there was any. It it was there. It was background noise, but it wasn't. When when you've had Murray Gold's soundtrack be almost a companion throughout all of the episode all the 10 years of doctor who just suddenly not have that felt like a vacuum to me but i mean maybe that's just me personally cuz i'm i'm kind of big into the music part of it um so i i missed that i don't like the crowded feel of the tardis now with the giant crystals and i don't know it just feels like it's missing depth and all mm-hmm. four of them are like crowded around the tardis console so that was a little weird to me um i worry i worry about the year that they're going to be off um yeah. yeah this this season had a lot of new fans and new people interested in it because of the new doctor but um running a fan club is really hard and i and i see what what happens to the fans when you're off that long and people move on to something else so i'm with you i i hope they take this year and learn Learn from the mistakes they made this past year and and grow on the things that they did right, you know, and and we get a better product at the yeah. end of it. Well, I,
0: I got to say, fingers crossed for a new TARDIS design, because, yeah, that was like, I'm not even sure what it looks like. It's always very cramped. It's always poorly lit. It's like they're exactly. afraid to show it to us. It's so bad.
3: And in that way, it feels like a classic Doctor TARDIS. If you watch the first first and second Doctors, I mean, it's not like you're in this huge sweeping room like we got in the newer Doctors. But it's still, for me, it, especially with that many companions, it just feels.
0: Well, even the first Doctor, though, there was space there. Like people, you know, people could stand around the TARDIS console and you didn't, you know, you you weren't, it wasn't obvious that they weren't sure where they could fit the camera in,
2: you know?
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
2: Well, I, don't, I, 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 I agree with you that the TARDIS, like the new design looks a little dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's always interesting to see a new TARDIS design no matter what. I, I, I kind of dig the new console, though. Um, I mean, if I could cut and paste some of the uh, elements out of one and throw it into another.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: like the console. I like I, the view I, screen. That. I do like that.
3: Yeah. I love the view screen. Mm-hmm. I do love the view screen.
2: Yeah. It's
0: been
3: a while since we've seen that in a TARDIS.
2: Yeah, that feels very yeah. old school. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's one of the things I was going to point out that I like about the TARDIS design now. And, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing that it's a little bit more cramped than it was before. Because, you know, I look, I think back on like when it was uh, the 11th Doctor and, you know, it was uh, – Amy and Rory in, the, in this like huge space and I kept thinking what I mean was the TARDIS originally designed to have like a, a stadium I mean you know, it looks like there should be like a starting lineup in there
0: it's <laughs> the three levels you had like that you had, they had a balcony they had the, the glass things right. where you would like hang in the harness underneath
2: yeah yeah exactly I mean it was like this whole under undercarriage and I'm like what why <clears throat> but you know um you know, there's pluses and minuses I could pull out from a lot of different, like, TARDIS designs over the past, since 2005, you know. Um But I, I do like the TARDIS design. Um The audio, like you were saying, it it is, you know, it is a big of a jar to change the audio from, like, you know, previous seasons to the way it is now. But... I'm okay with that because of how fantastic the cinematography has grown in
4: this season. I
2: mean, it has been spot on fantastic. Yeah. Um, Ever since, and I keep going back to it, but Woman Who Fell to Earth, (laughs) like the cinematography of that just made you know that you're watching a new episode a new season this is a whole new ball
1: new and shiny yeah <laughs> yes.
3: i don't know if you guys are watching bbc america right now has been doing um just a doctor who uh oh, marathon
0: the, of christmas specials right
3: yeah no they're doing just a marathon of oh, all wow. episodes. Okay. yeah oh. and and we were watching it yesterday and it was uh the rtd era and and watching it and going, oh my God, this looks so crappy compared to now. Like this last yes. season, like you said. The the cinematography, the way that it's being filmed is just gorgeous and so up to date, you know, so much new newer, it feels like. Well
1: and they are doing a lot of um uh, travel what's it called when they On shoot location. somewhere else. On
0: location. location
1: shooting. Yeah. Um so I think that has that helps with things. I know mm-hmm. they've shot in Spain and a couple other places. South Africa, but- I think. Regarding the music, um, I do want to throw out, though, that Demons of the Punjab had amazing music.
0: Mm. Oh, and <laughs> okay. I like her theme, too, okay. that cello theme the new Doctor has. I, yes. I, I think that's a great theme. I like
3: it, too. And I like the opening. I like I like the new oh, opening. Oh, yeah, the
1: dubstep well, <laughs> Doctor Who theme. It was really
3: about that. I was be- nervous be- I wouldn't like it, and I do, and I like the opening graphics as well, so yeah. that's good. You kind
1: of feel it coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: That new heartbeat, you know?
1: Yeah. I like it.
0: Cool. Hopes for resolution. We're, we're a few days out from the new year's special. Well, my hope has already been fulfilled that it is the Daleks. Like, uh, I, I think it was a cool choice to have like no returning monsters, no class of things, this series, but I don't know. I'm an old school fan. I'm betrayed, but you got to have the Daleks. Every doctor has encountered the Daleks. I mean, you got to fudge it a little for the eighth, but Everyone has, and just, and I'm so glad that Jody is going to, you know, uh, join the ranks of every other Doctor in facing off against the Daleks.
3: I'm so glad that when they did the teaser commercial for it, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but, you know, it's like, oh, this is, you know, terrible enemy, and the whole world is at stake, and then Graham's like, well, does it have a name? And then it goes to the title screen, and then you just hear exterminate exterminate yeah. in the background and i'm just like yeah. i got goosebumps thinking about it i was like oh yay we finally get daleks
0: yeah right well, wasn't there an early version of that trailer that didn't have the exterminate or was that a completely different trailer because i remember it might have. yeah
3: yeah
0: which is kind of yeah. cool like like it's i i could be wrong i think it's the same trailer they just added in the exterminate as we got a little closer to it i Dana. think
3: you're
0: right yeah
2: <laughs> just a, just as a reveal yeah cool i,
3: I mean i yeah. I was a little disappointed that we weren't going to get a Christmas episode, but looking back on it, it feels kind of nice to not have the pressure of it being a themed episode. Like every year they have to do a Christmas themed episode. This one actually feels just like we're getting a bonus regular episode, which is Yeah. Nice.
2: yeah. And and again, Chimno's just trying mm-hmm. to go against the like the formula that's been established since 2005 it's like we don't have to always have a story arc we don't always have to have a christmas special we are doing things a little differently Mm -hmm. and that i think that's the refreshing part of it is he's just said okay i know it's happened but yeah we're moving we're moving forward now this is a whole different direction yeah
1: yeah i'm okay with that too
2: yeah i can't wait
1: yay daleks maybe
0: daleks and vikings that might be cool
3: and I'm I'm excited to see her relationship with the Daleks. I mean, if I have to have one slight criticism of Jodie, and it's not Jodie, it's the way she's been written, is she seems a little too eager to please all around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not not. She could be a little tougher with the bad guys. She could be a little, you know, more aggressive. Just in my opinion. Um, so it's almost like. We don't want people to think badly of her. So she's always so positive in every situation. A a firmer hand. Yeah. And I want to see, I want to see that moment that she has with the Daleks where every doctor who's dealt with the Daleks is this combination of like fear of what, you know, they're capable of and power over them because they've, they've had the success of being able to deal with them for so long. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how that felt.
0: It's true. They, they've seemed almost, what's the word? They, they seem to undercut the doctor's authority in a lot of places or, or have her undercut her own authority. And uh, mm-hmm. this would be a wonderful episode to stop doing that. Yes. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Well, we will see, we will watch the episode and we will do an episode about it.
2: So until then, yeah. uh, let's see. There's one thing I was going to mention just, I don't know if you guys are comic book readers or not, but the uh, I just got grabbed the uh, the new Doctor Who uh, like oh issued... Renee
0: was talking about that while you were rebooting yeah. I think right Renee?
1: Yes, I got yes. this one and number two. Oh
0: cool, Oh, you got number
1: two. Yeah, number two is out, so I'll be reading oh, them too the awesome. now. You have to pick those oh, up. Cool,
0: maybe we should do the comic book sometime. I, I'd be down for it. The comic books, yeah, they've done some really talk about cool it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got I got yeah. a, I got a graphic novel the Four Doctors Did you? somewhere.
2: Did you check out the one that said Path to the 13th, like the uh, the lead-up to, um, to that comic? No. no. That's so cool. Because they went through every single Doctor. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm so excited a I pulled local off my I'll have to go ask him for it.
2: Cool. Yeah, uh, Path to the Doctor, you got to check it out. Because they actually had 13, uh, you know, all the previous Doctors, and they did them all with different art styles. Oh, so as wow. You're,
4: so as you're reading this, it's
2: like, you know, one is done in like painterly style, like almost like a Neil Adams. And then one is done in like, you know, the for- The fourth actor was hysterical because it's almost like a cartoon. So
4: <laughs> cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the fourth yeah. or the
2: second, I think, would be the best for cartoons.
0: Cool. Yeah. Anyways, so let me get the outro down. Uh, thanks for listening in. Our podcasts are available on iTunes and any other podcast app. And, of course, our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. All one word. We have articles, video series, and other podcasts available for you to enjoy. And while you're there, go ahead and contact us. We would love to hear from you. You can stay updated from our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pull to Open Podcast Facebook group. And we even stream on Twitch. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. G
4: GGG. GGG. G-G-G. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. New Year's. Happy New Year.